You're listening to More in the Morning on News Talk 1010 Toronto. 721 is the time. It's 18 degrees. And a lot of you will be very happy to hear, I'm sure, that we've heard from Jerry Agar. And I was texting with him yesterday. So was his producer, Donnie Coulter. As you know, Jerry went into surgery yesterday for a knee problem that's been bothering him for probably well over a year. Nick, you'd remember better than I do, but um, Jerry used to do his show standing up, which I always found, I mean, I do my voice work standing up, so I understand why you might want to do that. But it always seemed a little strange if he was interviewing like a cabinet minister who was sitting in a chair and Jerry was towering over them. Um, But he couldn't do that because he started to develop knee problems and actually it got to the point where over the last little while he's been limping a little. But he was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting on the surgery. He got it yesterday. He was somewhat apprehensive, as anybody might be. Um, but he said it went well, and uh, he was getting off the, uh, the grogginess, and he even actually walked a little at the hospital yesterday. So that's great news. It is, and his daughter, who's visiting uh, from Pittsburgh, I believe she studied sports medicine. So I know. It's kind of helpful, that, she, and I think she's going to really be uh, strict with uh, the physiotherapy post-operation. I imagine, but I think probably Jerry wants to get back to things. And uh, I can't speak authoritatively about knee surgery. And yet friends of mine who have had, for example, hip replacement, I have been absolutely astonished at how quickly they regain their mobility and then get back to sport and stuff like that. A friend of mine just had hip replacement. He's a guy in his 50s and he's getting ready. It was about two weeks ago, I guess. He's getting ready to go to a um, golf shooting range and, uh, you know, see if he's still got some kind of a swing. Okay, so this is one of those files where it affects every single person listening right now. But an awful lot of us are still kind of confused about exactly what the stakes are and what's really going on. Vaz Bednar joins us. She's the executive director of the Master of Public Policy in Digital Society degree at McMaster University. And the issue we're talking about is this business of social media platforms starting to block news. And that, you know, entered into a new wrinkle this week that we'll get to in a moment. But first of all, Vas, I mean, what is the actual sort of origin of this entire uh, conflict? What is the origin of the word? Um, <laughs> the origin of the of the conflict, I think, goes to not just news, but how the advertising economy has evolved, right? How we monetize attention online, what that's meant for the platforms, uh, both Google and Facebook. And now we see that news media, who arguably were, you could say, uh, misled by the giants in terms of how to contort their content and sort of promises or or pledges made, people are sort of zooming out and, and, you know, suggesting that as distributors of news content, that there's an obligation to consider a commercial arrangement between these tech giants, Google and Meta, which is typically known as Facebook. Um, And Canada has been a fast follower on legislation that was pioneered in Australia, but also a couple of jurisdictions uh, in the European Union. And that is the Online uh, News Media Act. Something I think that came as a surprise to people over the last couple of days is, you know, even a mom and pop person running uh, a podcast is finding that they may be blocked on social media and they have no other means of drawing attention. 
Yeah, they have no other means because of the norms that we've sort of evolved right now. But that doesn't mean that our consumption habits won't continue to evolve, right, in terms of how we go to and look at news. And because of that, you know, there are these new allegations. Uh, a, a coalition is asking the Competition Bureau to look into the blocking of news and sort of suggesting that uh, this activity is either an expression of their market dominance, so it's an abuse of that dominance to abuse your dominance under the Competition Act. You got to have what dominance first, yeah, uh, or that it's discriminatory, right? So the blurriness is actually, from my perspective, you know, is this more akin to content moderation, right, or is this actually, uh, you know? an activity where you're abusing your competitors because it's difficult i think to make the case that facebook directly competes with say the globe and mail now there are those who say the the feds are being fusty and old-fashioned or they're just being all left wing in all of this or perhaps naive about the future of media but this is your speciality what do you say well, you know, I think there's a role for the state to make competition more free and fair here. What we see most of the time in a digital economy is not a wild west that's totally unregulated. What we see is a is a sector that has been regulated by the actors that stand to benefit the most, right? Who's written the rules of the attention economy? Google, Facebook. Um, when people want to sort of criticize the government, I think that this bill has been poorly art articulated, poorly rationalized. There are other competition levers or questions we could be asking about these companies um, that were not or not quite yet. But the Bureau has said in response to this ask or, you know, this uh, about six pages <laughs> from from this new coalition, that uh, yeah, they're taking a look at it. Now that could just be a talking point. It could just be a preliminary review of literally, we're gonna send it around as a memo and have a meeting and talk about it. Or it could mean, you know, they're really starting to think about, yeah, what that activity means. I mean, they're not the only company to do it. Remember when Twitter was randomly blocking their kind of yeah. pseudo competitors like Substack, whatever. Again, is that, you know, do we need a different piece of legislation that says if you're a platform that relies on user generated content, you must show all content uh, unless it's in your terms of service and it's or unless it's like hate speech and stuff that's sort of sorry, John, I'm rambling. That's sort of why I brought up content moderation yeah. up front. It's it may not just be competition. Thank you for this. Good to have you this morning. Cheers. Vas Bednar is at McMaster University, and she specializes in digital technology. New poll out this morning confirms actually what most people already know, which is that the federal conservatives are way outlapping the federal liberals.